What's up, everybody? Welcome back. I am Ryan Kieran. That is Keegan Stiefel, and that is Ryan Spagnoli. Spags, welcome back after a week off. Yeah, I needed it. I got some sunshine. Um, but yeah, I'm happy to be back. It's crunch time now. Eight, eight days out, if we can believe it. Yeah. Uh, so we're doing it a little bit different tonight. We've been we've been doing you know round one, two round mock drafts the past eight weeks now. Uh, now that we're really getting into crunch time, the last two that we're going to do this week and next week are going to be Patriot centric. So tonight we're doing seven rounds. We're only picking for the Patriots. We're not doing any trades tonight. Next week we'll be doing trades. Uh, tonight we're finishing off hi- our position group highlights with the running backs. So we'll be talking about uh, all of the top guys. And then as we get later on, we'll kind of pick the guys that interest us to talk about a little bit more. Um, so it might be a bit of a quicker show tonight. Uh, we'll see how this goes again. It's a new format, so it might it might go quick. It might take a little bit longer. We'll see. But no picker wheel tonight, so we can get right into it. Um, Again, we're only picking for the Patriots, and we're not making trades, even though we're technically allowed to through the draft network. So we're just going to start it, and the picks are going to fly here, and then we'll kind of talk about it, and we'll get right into the 15th overall pick. So you can see it's going to go it's going to go pretty quick. So once we get to a Patriots pick, we'll kind of review how the picks went. We got a trade offer, and I'm just going to decline it. Um so draft starts off. Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields goes second, which you know all of us would be making, but that's not obviously what we expect to happen. Uh, Zach Wilson goes three, so that top three kind of stays how it should. Penny Sewell goes four to the Falcons. Jamar Chase to the Bengals. Jalen Waddle to the Dolphins. Patrick Sertan to the Lions. I kind of like this because we didn't really ever go defense for the Lions too often, but that's kind of my gut right now is that's what they're going to end up doing on draft night. Is, yeah, these is, the, the first eight picks I, I re- all the way up till 14 really I, I think are pretty reasonable to yeah. be honest with you. yeah it kind of feels like the way it should go not the way it's going to because right. you know new york's kind of dead set on wilson but it feels the way i think all the rest of us would go if we were doing yeah. it. yeah if you weren't allowed to trade this you know maybe some some variance in like a wide receiver going to the lions which would you know kick a probably a corner to the eagles that type of stuff a little bit differently but yeah, this this is a pretty reasonable one uh, so far. I like. I mean, we've been making these picks a lot, but I like both of these fits. These are two guys that I would love to see one on the board for the Patriots in case they wanted to go with a boring pick. These are guys that I could live with if they wanted to go boring. Uh, but but obviously they go right before us here, so we're kind of left in an interesting spot where we have the last last of the five quarterbacks on the board: Michael Parsons, Caleb Farley, a lot of names that we've talked about, you know, throughout this. Where where are you guys leaning initially, Keegan? I'll let you start. Um, so to no one, Jalen Phillips, we've had this conversation, um, off my draft board. Um, I think he's probably the best player available, but that's, it's it's a tough spot. And then you've got another guy who's probably could be argued as the best player available in Caleb Farley, but with the injuries, the back injury, stuff like that, a lot of people won't have him on their board. And then I look at Micah Parsons and all the off field stuff and the stuff that's come out. And, you know, the more you read into it, the further away you get from him. So even though I've been team anti Mac Jones at 15 the entire time, I think I, w- I would take Mac Jones here. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's, it's Mac or, or uh, and like you said about Parsons, I still think that's a, that's a typical pick that they would make, right. Get him in the building. See if you can kind of mold him into, into the, you know, quote unquote Patriot way. I think that's a really good player to be tough to pass up on. But another guy too, Zayvon Collins. I've heard yeah. a lot of great things about him. A lot of people have him as the top linebacker in the draft. Um, this is where it gets interesting because I think if if all that smoke about San Francisco and Mac Jones is true, 
Mac Jones probably going to be there at 15, uh, you know, and, and I think teams like Washington will probably be trying to move up to get him. Maybe, maybe a Pittsburgh, even like a new Orleans trying to come down and get him. Um, this should tell you a lot about what they think of their quarterbacks currently on the roster. If they were to pass on them. Uh, yeah. But I made this pick in the, in the Pats, in the SB nation uh, mock draft with all the writers across the, uh, you know, across the league. And I went Mac Jones simply because I think the value smart there. And I, he just, it makes sense for them. It really does. Whether you think it or whether you believe it, I think it'd be tough for them to pass up. But I'm, I'm leaning Mac or, or Zayvon Collins here at 15. I think that's a pretty good pick as well. All right. It sounds like we're leaning towards Mac. I would like just, you know, 90 seconds to try to sway you on two different guys here. Um, Zayvon Collins is my first one. It's, a, you know, linebacker is still, long-term linebacker is a need. Short-term help. They, they could still use one more person to come in and take snaps this year. It's and not starting high tower replacement. Right, exactly. Off, right? Like, exactly. And we talked about it on linebacker week. He's Micah Parsons on the field is still linebacker one, but Zayvon Collins is like a half step behind him for me. Baron Browning's like not even a full step behind Parsons either, but Collins would be my linebacker too. Um, and it's, it comes down to one. Everyone knows I'm still pretty high on cam. Everyone knows I'm pretty low on Mac Jones. I'm Okay. You know, as Golden, I just said, if you pass on Jones, he comes a stud. That'll absolutely stuck. So that's where you kind of trust your evaluation. If you don't think that Mac Jones is a stud, you don't take him here just in case he might be. That, that's how you end up with bad quarterbacks. Mitch Trubisky. That's why. That's how you end up trading up for Mitch Trubisky, bidding against no one. Um. So that's that's my argument for passing on Mac Jones. My argument for Zayvon Collins is that again, you still need linebacker snaps for this year. You still need a Dante Hightower replacement long term. Zayvon Collins is probably the best Patriots linebacker fit in the, in the draft. Uh, and he's just overall, you know, a beast. My other option would be, of course, Rashad Bateman wide receiver still in need. He can, with the tight ends in place, he can slowly work his way into the offense. You have veteran, you know, capable wide receivers, you know, Jacoby Myers, um, Nikhil is still on the roster, still to be determined if he's capable, but you can ease him in year one, or you can, you know, if he hits the ground running, there's that role for him to become wide receiver one by the end of the year. I just have a tough time too with with the receiver and, and thinking in terms of what they're thinking. Like, if you think about how the, their targets get shared, you have two tight ends who are going to demand. You know, they're going to get a fair share of the targets. You also have James White back, right? You went out and spent money on on Kendrick Bourne, who I think is probably going to be the man in the slot now that Edelman has officially retired. Yeah, I completely forgot uh, the wide receiver Nelson, signings when I was mentioning. Yeah, that. right. No, and I'm and not saying that they wouldn't go this route. I just think it can also sway them to doing it because, you know what I mean? Like, it, it, there's not so much of a need there year one for production like you needed right. from Nikhil Harry when you were desperate for a playmaker there. Um, I just think there's a lot of targets to be shared, and obviously the tight ends, White, and the two receivers. I think that's pretty competent. But I, I, Bateman's like a Justin Jefferson. I think he's going to be t- that type of pick where he goes late one, and people are like, "How the hell did this yep. guy go this late?" Yep. And I mean, I've been singing his praises since week two uh, on this on this draft. It comes up every on the show. I mean, it comes up every single time. Uh, and yeah, so I, I I did completely forget to mention the Bourne Aguilar signings, of course, when we were talking about wide receiver snaps. But neither, again, if Bateman hits the ground running, neither of them is stopping him from becoming wide receiver one before the end of the year. It's just like you said, it gives you that cushion um, of, you know, Nikhil Harry had to come in and contribute right away, even though he clearly was ready. That's not something that would have to happen here. And uh, just responding to studio Jim here, it see, see you think that Mac Jones is good, which is fine. You know, I, 
I disagree, but that's, you know, we haven't seen him play in the NFL. You would talk no yourself one's... into a draft night though. I right? absolutely this, would. This yeah, I absolutely yeah. would. Um, so I think I, too, if they're willing to go, if they're willing to draft, a, whether they move up and get one, whether they sit at 15 and get one, whether they move back and get one, if they're willing to do this, they haven't done it since Bledsoe. Belichick's never done it, never really had to, obviously. I think if they're that aggressive and trying to get a quarterback, I think you have to trust their evaluation that that's the right guy. I, agree. I just everyone would have to be on board with it, whether it's Trey Lance, Justin Fields, or, or Mac Jones, or Davis Mills. Really, <laughs> I, so I agree not with Davis that. Mills. Yeah, I was Absolutely, Davis Mills. Um, I just threw that out there. The but where we're obviously we don't know how they feel about Mac Jones right now. So I'm going off of how I feel about him, and that's I. If he ends up good, it's okay. I'm not going to feel bad about passing on. To be honest, because I think that he's shown enough valid question marks that you don't take. Like uh, Jim said, the positional value. He's my QB four. That's fine if if you think your QB four is better than anyone here, or if you think that Cam Newton or Jarrett and Jarrett Stidham are combined so bad that they're going to ruin this season, and Mac Jones will be better than both of them. Then that's fine argument. I don't believe that, so I'm not going to just take quarterback because of the positional value here. I think that's how. Bad teams stay bad. Yeah, I mean, uh, I can see, I can see where you're coming from there, but also in terms of kind of the the depth at the the three positions we've talked about: quarterback, linebacker, wide receiver. There is good linebacker depth, and there's great wide receiver depth in this draft. I think you can, yep. I think you can get super like really solid players in the second, third, fourth, fifth rounds. You're not getting anybody good enough to compete for a starting job after Mac Jones, in my eyes. So that's fair. Um, and and I think we can all agree that they don't have an option past this year on the roster and they need right. to roster one so, so here's, here's my might. okay here's here's my counter to that and then we'll get yeah they might they might uh <laughs> here's my counter to that in uh and then we'll get we'll make this actual pick uh mac jones yeah he would probably he's the last like real clear-cut chance to become a long-term starter and he'll probably be a good start or at least a decent starter at the nfl level but if that's what you get at 15 is a long-term decent starter, maybe wins you a playoff game every couple of years or something like that. Like, is that worth, is that worth it? Even though that's probably technically a hit, is that worth it versus, you know, there's no long-term answer yet on the roster right now, but maybe cam, maybe cam ends up, you know, reviving enough that he gets two more years. Maybe Jared Stidham takes a third year leap and you're getting to look at what he is. Maybe they're both terrible. And now you're looking at the quarterback class next year, which right now doesn't look as good but someone could emerge throughout the draft season. You're basically saying, would I rather, you know, if you're playing Jack blackjack to me, Mac Jones is like staying sit, standing pat at like a 15 versus, uh, you know, taking the hit and seeing if you can get that six from is, one of any other option. This is my take too. And we'll, 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 uh, we'll make the pick after, but if they don't take a quarterback on the first day, even the second day of the draft, I think it tells you three things. It's, they're willing to go year to year with Cam, something that they wanted to do with Brady, given his age and contract situation. Yep. He obviously wasn't willing to do. Cam will will at this point in his career because he's kind of he'll take what he can get. Two, right. I think maybe they're like you said they're trying to punt this QB of the future thing another year down the road, kind of kick that can. And three, maybe Jared Sidham's future is a little bit brighter than than the media poses, and they're they're willing to give him another chance with a with a normal offseason. I think those three things are something you can read into if this situation were to uh to arise and they passed on him i mean make no mistake about it if jared stidham shows out in training camp they're not gonna like cut him just because they have this preconceived thing from last year or whatever if he shows up and he can he'll win the job yeah if, 
if he can win the job, he's going to win. They're going to give it to him. So, but I think it's just, you could say that about any quarterback. I I don't think they, I like Bill Belichick's not going to not make his team better for some idiot, idiotic, like talk show reasoning. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. I've, my vote is for Mac Jones here. I'll just leave it at that. Here's I want to I want to settle one thing too, just to set the boundaries for what we're doing. Are we picking based on what we think they're going to do or what we would do each pick? I'm operating under like what I would do personally, right? Yeah, that's, that's how we're going to handle this. All right, yeah. just establish that for the chat. Next so week know, we can know. do. Next week we can yep. put our GM hats on. That works. Um, and then I want to address this. I correct. I am looking for reasons not to draft Mac Jones because I don't think Mac Jones is that good. It's not just take the quarterback because he's there. Um, if there's a quarterback there at 15, first of all, there's probably some something wrong with him where he really should be a second round pick, except that he's a quarterback. And second of all, if even if you're not picking 15th next year, you can trade up and spend assets to get up because this year, if they want a top tier guy, they're still going to need to do that from 15. 15 isn't like a take the quarterback because he's a top tier guy and you're not going to be here next year. They could easily be picking 15th again next year if the quarterback situation doesn't shake out. Um, and Studio Jim thinks that the NFL is much higher on Jones than draft order, which we'll find out on draft night because there's so much smoke right now. It's impossible to tell. Okay. Keegan, you voted Mac Jones. My vote's going to be for Rashad Bateman. Um, Spags, where are you going here? If you go Zayvon Collins, I'll change my vote with you. But I'm going to go Mac. I'll go Mac. Go Mac. I'll stick to my All guns. Right. All right. Brian's so, going to have an aneurysm. If uh, that's a win, baby. It's, it's fine. If, if they don't have to trade... You know, if they if they're not trading up for Mac, Ryan, stop, you're talking yourself into it right now because it's in around one and it's it's like and eleven o'clock at night. You'll sleep well. Yeah. If if they don't have to trade assets for Mac Jones, I can find a way to live with it. This is that ringing is scaring me every single time. If they don't have to, oh, your guy right before us, Spags. Um, mm. Yeah. If they don't have to trade that assets is, for Mac Jones, I can talk myself into it by the end of the day. That's high, by the way, for Javon Holland. I know Spags loves him, but that is. Yeah. That's one of those. Yeah. Ryan Jackson's throwing a fit here. Um, okay, so just recap. We almost won him. I was for it. He was one A, one one B for me. I'm not going to read off every single name here, but we'll we'll highlight some of them. Uh, Caleb Farley, Michael Parsons go. Dolphins take Jalen Phillips. Rashad Bateman twenty to the Bears, which is something we've done a bunch. Elijah Moore to the Titans. That's a fun fit too. News to the Colts. We've done edge one. Yep. Najee Harris. Sorry, first running back. So let's talk about RB one Najee Harris. And uh, I'm gonna start with Spags here. What do you think of Najee? Yeah. I think he's the he is the best running back in the class, and I, I love Travis Etienne. I just think when you look at running back, somebody that can handle that three down load, I think Harris is uh, bought his body's built for that. Um, he obviously he him and Etienne I think held out last year because they I, I don't think they would have snuck in the first round last year with how high um, you know Carlos Ceh uh, went. Uh, who else went in the first round? Anyone else? No, just him. That was him, right? So, yep. Yeah, I think that's a. I mean, you can't go wrong with a Bama back either. And what he did this year was—he's a freak. I think that's a guy who, I think his receiving game doesn't get talked about as much. Like he just, everyone thinks he's a, a between the tackles guy. But um, where did he go? What what team is was it? Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Yeah, he ended I think up that makes a ton of sense. Like spot, it, yeah. that, that's probably where he ends up. I think it's him or Etienne. Um, I think whoever you have as your RB one, you can talk me into it. But um, if I'm making a pick of the first one off the board, it's Harris just because of the the workload he can handle, the body type, and just where he's coming from. He's built out of a lab, went to Bama. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I I agree fully. And the way I would look at running backs, especially this year, between Harris and Etienne, it's it's kind of just the fit. 
you know, what does the offense do? The Steelers aren't going to be whipping the ball to the running back from the backfield a whole ton. Like they don't really throw to the backside of the backfield. Um, so like Spags was saying, he's a guy who can kind of handle a heavy load. <laughs> they, uh, they, they need offensive linemen. They need somebody to block for him, but he's a better option. That was tough. Sorry. Um, <laughs> they, they need a better, they need an option who can kind of run between the tackles. And I think he's a little bit better of a guy than ETN is there, you know, right now where they stand as prospects. Yeah. And uh, Mark Morris, your guy went 22 here to the Titans. Unfortunately, I, I like Elijah more to the Patriots a lot too. I want to um, bring this, not that we're going backwards here, but this is something I was talking about. Um, <laughs> I guess I probably should have brought this up at 15, but my two cents is he, is he really an upgrade over him? Spags. Do you guys think Spags? I'm with you. Uh, Mac Jones in a perfect world. is. Let's start this over. I don't want him anymore. (laughs) Mac Jones Jones in a perfect world. Like is a, is a comparable. I think he's a better prospect than Jared Stidham was. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. If you're talking about like a year three, Jared Stidham versus year one, Mac Jones, I think you're getting pretty much the same thing. If yeah. I had to bet on one having a better career, it's Mac Jones, but I would sure, much yeah. rather take Mac Jones like late round two, early round three, which if they took Stidham there, obviously he went round four. If they took Stidham early round three, I'm not complaining about it either. Yeah. Um, he, he's, better, are... he's better than Stidham. He's better than Stidham. Yeah, but of course. I'm just not, saying he's not he... better yeah. enough than Stidham where I'm taking him 15. You guys are going to make me defend this pick, and I don't want to. It, I, I'm not happy about the pick. Like it, You guys can the, tell I'm slowly coming out of the weeds, getting ready for next Thursday and Friday when they don't yeah. take a quarterback. I'm going to come up I mean, guns the, blazing the first, like last year. Stidham jersey right on. Yeah, it'll come the, right. <laughs> remember when they were selling those? Like yeah, it's, It'll come out of the fireplace. One. Tough. Yeah. Uh, the first 14 picks went about as bad as they could possibly go for the Patriots in this yeah. mock right here. I mean, they got kind of shafted. That's why we had to go with Mac Jones. I'm not happy with it at all, but I think he was the best option available, you know, with what we're doing today. So I'll say that. I don't want people thinking I'm like a Mac Jones truther. I think he's going to be good or anything like that. All right. Uh, I want to get to my Najee Harris thoughts, but just last. he's He looks cleaner on tape. Put, put Jared Sitton with those because... Alabama receivers and in that scheme, and it's probably a similar – I would also say that Mac Jones looks a lot cleaner than Stidham because Mac Jones' strength comes in his accuracy, where Stidham's strength comes in his actual tool set. Like Jared Stidham can outthrow Mac Jones all day. Mac Jones will just actually hit the targets, and Jared Stidham's going to hit the, the the turf and the cornerback you know, four out of ten times. Throwing ducks. Right. But, he made Jamal Adams look like a comparable coverage safety. That's <laughs> yeah. that's tough. Right. So so the, I I think that. If you're just looking, you know, aesthetically, yes, Mac Jones looks a lot cleaner. But as you know, if you're weighing the the pros and cons of each end, um, Jared Stidham's the type of guy I'd bet on over Mac Jones. Not, but again, Mac Jones is better. Anyway, Najee Harris. Uh, I'll, I'll go quick because we got sidetracked there. Also, my run, running back one, absolutely love him. Think he's a stud. Think uh, if he ends up in Buffalo, I might cry. Even though you know a first round running back pick isn't the scariest thing, but that's just you know, playing Buffalo in like December in the cold and you just have to deal with Najee 25 times a game and Josh Allen like running seven times a game. And then those receivers I would be disgusting. Um, he's, he's my running back one. I like ETN a lot, but he's he's somewhat comfortably my running back one. I, his passing chops get overlooked. Um, I think one of you mentioned that when we were talking about it. Um, yeah, I, he he's pretty close to the complete deal. I, I'm a huge Najee fan. I think he's going to be the best Bama running back that's come out of the past decade 15 years however long this you're, run you're of, forgetting about derrick henry i i am forgetting about derrick henry a little bit <laughs> i, I don't want to i don't want I, somebody to i think that. that i think that is comparable 
I, I, yeah. I think that's comparable. I don't, I don't think that the volume that Derrick Henry gets obviously is, um, is what puts him over the top. But if you're talking about like uh, as a, as a full threat, um, Najee, I think can be right there. That. Uh, I yeah, did forget sure. I mean, Henry in the moment, but I, I'm still not backing off of the take. I think a lot of people forget Henry was a second round pick. Like right. he, he wasn't as good of a prospect. You know, we look back and we're like, what the hell? This guy's a defensive end who runs like a running back, but he was a second round pick. Najee's comfortably a first round guy, except for the fact that where we are in 2021, there are no first round running backs, but yeah. uh, I think he's a better prospect. Yeah, I agree. Um, and one, one more side note, the, the Cowboys would have been so much better off with, uh, Jalen Ramsey and Derrick Henry versus uh, Zeke and whoever they went around to that year. Anyway, okay, keep we'll keep going. Elijah Moore was twenty two. Najee Harris was twenty four. Uh, our guy Christian Barmore goes twenty six. Quiddy Pay twenty seven. Young Jock twenty nine. After Zayvon Collins goes twenty eight. Jermaine Davis and Joe Tryon, a uh, couple of couple of fan favorites in this show, uh, sneak into the first round. We're on to round two. Trevon Morig fills to the second round to the Jets. Travis Etienne to 36 to the Dolphins. Here we go. I, I like this fit a lot. Yeah, me too. I would say there or Tampa. Um, even yep. though Tampa did just sign Gio Bernard, so they're probably not in the market for one. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think outside of that, Miami's a great fit. I like I said, he he can you you can have him as your RB one. I mean, what that kid did in, in college, you hear everything about um they had did a draft special on him and they said he probably said 10 words at Clemson. He's just a guy just to give me the ball and I'll go score. Um, the question is, he, he did weigh in a little bit. Can he handle the workload? Is he a three down back? You know, that'll be yet to be seen, but I think the explosiveness, he can run inside the tackles, run outside. And he's obviously a threat in the passing game. He might be the most complete back. Um, and maybe the one that's, you know, that big playability where Harris can, can rack some off, but he, he's going to be able to pick up four or five yards every time. Etienne's got that, that home run speed that can turn, you know, nothing in the six. So. Yeah. Um, I love, I love Travis at the end. Every time I watched Clemson for the last four years, he was, he's just electric. He's yeah. a, he's a special teams guy too. I mean, he's yep. going to go like run down kicks. This guy's, he's a stud. He's like you said, he's kind of one of those guys. You just throw him out there and kind of let him play football. And it's a perfect spot to the dolphins. They've got three picks in the top 36. Those are the kinds of teams that should be taking running backs early just because yeah. they have the capital to kind of be able to take a swing. And I think they took Jalen Phillips as well. So. So yeah, it's a big innuendo night here. Yeah, um, it's it's been a it's been a tough night for me and Specs. Yeah, uh, Etn. Yeah, I mean Etn's RB two. I I honestly I I didn't do a great job prepping for the running backs tonight. Um, Etn and, and Harris are the only ones I have firm firm takes on. I've seen the UNC guys stuff like that, but uh, Etn's my running back two. Home run hitter um, can step in in the pass game early on. Uh, I just. I think Najee Harris is going to hold up a little bit better in the NFL, not just because he's bigger, but just I think his game is more well-rounded. Yes, he did, did. by the way. Yeah. So uh, Etienne's still a stud. That would be a really good pick for the Dolphins. Uh, Moving on, we have Baron Browning went 40 to the Broncos. If if he's there at 40 and they maybe trade back from 15 to pick up assets, I'm trading up there to get Baron Browning. I don't care. Mm -hmm. Terrace Marshall, 41. They get uh, Patrick Sertan at 7 and Terrace Marshall at 41. That's steal for the Lions. That's a great draft. Uh, and then we get to Javante Williams here at 43. Um, I, I think the consensus RB3 right now, but he's also pushing RB2, RB1. What do you guys think about Javante? Yeah, I mean, I, to be honest, I, you know, I didn't read too, too much into the running backs outside the top two just because it's not a need for the Patriots. Right. Um, but everything you see about him, that's a guy who's a sleeper day two pick that can come in and, and 
you know, be a horse, um, you know, day one for, for any team. I think uh, another guy who can, you know, handle the workload, catch the ball in the backfield. Uh, and then obviously Michael Carter, his, his teammate at UNC is another guy that, um, you know, a little bit of a different runner, but I think should hear his name called, you know, late round two, early day th- or round three. Right. Yeah. I'm not a, I'm not a huge fan of either of the UNC guys, just cause I don't like guys that kind of had to platoon at, at the college level. And you know, you look back. Josh and Jacob see, says hello. And and Damian Harris. Yeah, you look back and both those guys are studs. But I just I don't think either one of them kind of got a fair shot to really show what they could do when they're they're getting the full I don't, I almost said it again. When they're 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 getting the bulk of the carries for for their team. Neither one of them got more than 15 carries a game. So if you if you throw him out there 25 carries a game, is he gonna be able to handle it? I don't know. Um and like we talk about with running backs, I'm not a huge fan of taking them early anyways. I think it's a it's a big-time reach, but that's what the 49ers kind of felt like they needed, I guess, in the second round. I don't think that's the pick in real life, but um, I'm not a huge fan of either one of those guys, if we're being honest. Yeah, um, I don't, again, I don't have a whole lot of takes on most of these running backs. Um, it's a, I, I have a couple guys on like day two, day three that we might – talk about for the Patriots specifically, but yeah, I don't have a ton of ton of stuff to add here. Uh, Javon Holland goes 45 to the Jaguars, uh, you know, Spags guy, and that takes us up to the Patriots. So uh, let's, let's see who's on the board here a little bit. We've got Amon Ross St. Brown. He's yeah, available. Yeah. he's. They, they, imagine if they went quarterback wide receiver at 1546, like something they'd never do. It'd be insane. Yeah. They, uh, they at least seem to be, the draft network at least seems to think that Amon Ross St. Brown is slipping a little bit. I know he didn't test like crazy at his pro day. That's um, his problem, but I think that's kind of one of the – when you're looking at guys who are going to play in the slot, I don't care if they can run a, a great 40. Like he, All his stuff is comparable to Edelman, so I'll take it. You know right. I'm high on him. Yeah, but, I, I'm wondering if we want to try to maybe play the board a little bit. I know we have this huge gap of picks now where you know he might not be there at 96, so if we want him, we probably should reach here. Um, I mean, I, I like think I, I think, like Eichenberg just because I was going to say, I think right yeah. here, the best, the best place to go is tackle. You need to set up for the future. Yep. You, you need to, like, you don't have anybody signed on past next year, except for Justin Heron. So, and, and everybody knows Notre Dame, they're probably offensive line. You, uh, they get yeah. their guys ready to go. So I, I think Eichenberg's a pick here. Uh, is that, uh, is that I what agree. you want to? Okay. I've already been outvoted. I would have thrown up uh Carlos Bastion just because he's a Patriots defense event. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that a, a young long-term kind of like five tech is still something they need. Henry Anderson's on a, what do you get? Two years, one year. And he's, he's a bit older anyway. Um, that I think, I think that they could be looking at kind of that next five tech that can do a little bit of everything. Uh, yeah. When I said they don't have guys signed on, if you move to Onwenu, then you need a guard. So it's, it's the same right. situation. You need somebody. Yeah. So, I've been outvoted, so it's Liam Eikenberg. I'm fine with that too. I, I think offensive line, as I mentioned at 15, if uh, it's going to let me show up, but but Elijah Vera Tucker went the pick before the Patriots, and Christian Darisaw went the pick before him. If either of them were on the board at 15, they would have been my pick. I think I think running back is my God. I don't like that. Um, that they would have been my picks at 15 if they were there. So I'm completely fine with going to well and uh, not to. Big gap here, so we're gonna have a lot to review. Oh my god, that's gross. Just triggering, Ryan. Uh, yeah. My dog makes her first proper appearance. I'm my 
All right. Um, I see Davis Mills is available if we want to double dip at quarterback. Double dip at QB. The the uh the, the what's it called right. the uh Kyle Shanahan approach. Yeah. yeah. Um. All right. So let's let's go through some of the highlights. Landon Dickerson, Creed Humphrey, were other offensive linemen, and Dylan Radins all back to back to back. Grady Christensen, pick later. Uh, Jalen Mayfield. These are all guys we could have gone instead of Eichenberg. We kind of kick off a run on offensive line here. Rondell Moore. That's what you want for the Colts. Um, that, that's two different teams where I think going cornerback instead of wide receiver early with the Lions and the Colts, and then doubling back on round two wide receiver looks a lot better for them. Marshall and now uh, Rondell Moore. I like that a lot for both teams. Uh, Carlos Bashman is going fifty-seven. On this thought, Notre Dame has been bad. That's why he doesn't draft Notre Dame guys. They just haven't been good. But now that they're good again, he'll I'm sure he'll draft one eventually. And and Chip's not there anymore. Yeah. Uh, we, wait. Brian. Brian, Brian, Brian Kelly. Yeah. yeah. Chip was uh, UCLA. That's why I'm Cassie's here. Yeah. Amari Rogers, 58. Diami Brown. I don't know if I'm saying that right. 59. Uh, Peyton Turner's been picking up steam. 60. Nico Collins. 62. Davion Nixon. Uh, oh. Egan's guy goes 63. Tommy Tog. Not going to pronounce Togi. Yeah. 64. Uh, we're into round three now. Gregory Russo falls all the way to the third round. Uh, Nick Bolton's here. I, even in round three, I don't really don't. I hard pass on Nick Bolton. I think Same. I'm out on him. Me too. Um, Cox, yeah, he's not even Trubel, on the on the board. Yeah. Trubel Cox, Spags guy. I saw it today. Um, jumping back to Bolton real quick. Phil Perry said that other than maybe being like a, a fraction short. He's uh he's he fits the prototype for Patriots linebackers. So that's he's it. downhill thumper, yeah. run run stuffer. He's you can find he's like a Landon a better. Landon you have Jawan Bentley on the roster like right now. Yeah, yeah. literally him. Yeah, um, yeah, that's guy. Chas Surratt, a little bit higher on him. Dwayne Eskridge goes seventy four. Would have been a nice infusion of speed. Amon Ross St. Brown goes pretty much right at his projection seventy six. I think he was listed seventy five. Um, Joseph Osai, someone I would have thrown out if he was there at uh, 96 here. Quinn Miners, another offensive lineman. Brett, Dolphins get Brevin Jordan. Tylen Wallace goes to the Jets. 2 2. I was like, who the hell is Chatarius? 2 2 Owell, who is literally <laughs> lighter 49. than I am and my height, uh, goes 93. Frank Darby, and a little wide receiver run here. Seth, do you guys remember when Seth Williams was like a, a future, like first round top 10 type prospect as like oh, yeah. a true freshman sophomore? Dude, that was like the beginning of this football season. People thought yeah. he was going to be a first round pick. And then he dropped everything. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, that, that type of pedigree th- round three to Tom Brady with Tom Brady thrown to him. Um, all right. So 96 Patriots were on the board here. First two picks in case you missed them Mac Jones, Liam Eichenberg. I, I, I would be pretty meh on this draft to this point not nothing to like really really complain about but nothing to get excited about either this would be like like a c plus to this point so let's see if we this can is turn a patriots around. draft it this is, is exactly draft. what they do let's see see if we can turn around i know spags you were meant you were talking today about like um you know the guys who right off stidham for being a fourth round pick still want kevin kellen mond i would take kellen mond at 96 before mac jones at 15 still if they were going to go a guy here um but let's talk about against them he's not that good <laughs> let's uh let's talk about who they might take here another uh, five star out of high school that <laughs> transferred to img and then yeah like yeah i mean he's the kind of guy i i don't want to get like too deep in the weeds on fourth round quarterbacks but he's the guy who could beat alabama but would lose by 40 to mississippi state like right the in the inconsistency is you just, disgusting. That's you just described a quarterback on the roster because he did exactly that yeah a couple times yeah <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. So on, on the board right now, I, don't, I mean, I'm pretty far down at this point, but we've got like Dylan Moses is someone that would all just permanently needs to be watched out for. Do you think we, category. you think we look at a position specific? Like I'm thinking wide receiver here. Same. Yeah, let's uh, let's look at the wide receivers. It was a pretty big run. We'd have to reach pretty heavily at this point. That's, yeah, I, I, I like Daz Newsom, but not at 96. He's more. Yeah, yeah I think he's like has, has some pretty big fans, but I, I don't think any of them are even talking like higher no, than not this right high. here. Yeah, we draft play. network has some wonky. Kind I mean, look of at look at edge and linebacker. I think this is the route here. Uh, no. Golden Knight is where our picks. Liam Eichenberg goes offensive tackle. So I I would say the Patriots are in that kind of luxury spot where they they can kind of just go best player available on their board, but. Um, I. This is why I'd want to go. I think linebacker and wide receiver. If you're not picking a quarterback in round one, which they should be, but if you're not going quarterback round one, I want linebacker, wide receiver, round one, round two, and then you go from there. Just because this gap is so big, and those runs are going like you can pass on one round one, but you're not going to get another one in ninety six. So unless you're trading back, filling in that gap, um, which is something that they should be doing, you're not getting one of each of those that's like a legit prospect. So that, that was, I should have kind of brought that up in real time, but that would have been part of my argument here at 15 for Zayvon Collins, Rashad Bateman. Then you circle back to the other position around two. But um, I mean, you could look at like a Kenneth Gainwell. If we're looking for, you know, to fill in those, some of those running back snaps. Did we look um, at linebackers? Linebacker. We haven't looked at yet, but it's not a whole lot. Again, Derek Barnes, right. Dylan Moses. I love Derek Barnes. I do like him, but. Um, little. Early. I don't know who that is. Where did he go? Purdue. Oh, okay. We could so, double dip. At, Bentley. <laughs> could double dip at line at uh, offensive line. Go on the interior this time. I think. Look at edge. Let's take an edge guy. Let's take an edge guy. We got Jordan Smith, Ellerson Smith. Before um, we even look, Ellerson Smith feels like a Patriots guy. He is. He's like six eight, right? Six seven. Six, ginormous. Seven, six, probably. Yeah the most raw kind of player in the draft. Like he, I don't think he knows how to play the position really all that well, but who better to have coach him up than, than Belichick and kind of teach him how to play, play the position. I'm all sold. the physical let's, stuff let's is there. All right. I'm so in. I'm in on Smith. All right. Ellison Smith is the pick in 96. So I get rid of the edges here. We're going to have these back-to-back, almost back-to-back picks coming up in a second. Ellison Smith, everybody talked about Quinn Miners, how he had a great senior bowl. Ellison Smith put him on his ass and broke his thumb. So that's that's who did that to, to Quinn Miners. Yeah. All right, let's see. Um, not, nothing really too interesting. Calamon goes to the Lions at 101. That, I'm loving the Lions draft. I wanna, would they end up going early round three? Chaz Surratt, yeah. So they they got Patrick Sertan. Terrace Marshall, that's a great Chaz Surratt, and Kellen you got, It's because you guys are wearing baby blue hats. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out the the UCLA Red Sox. Um, Shout out the '90s Penguins. <laughs> uh, all right, so Michael Carter. Here we go. 107 to the Jets. What What do you guys think of Michael Carter? I know. Uh, I'm not. Yeah. Yeah, Keegan. My, Keegan my opinions is fan. good. Yeah, my opinions is good as the next guys. I don't know too, too much about him. I'll say this about Michael Carter: If you want a guy who knows how to run a wheel route, you want Michael Carter. That guy. He's like he's up the field in like a half a second. I've never seen somebody run the wheel route as fast as him. He's the guy can move. So, um, I I just don't know about the Jets. Like, 
what is that fit? Like, what what is he going to do for them that they can't just get out of a, a veteran guy that you go pick up off the street? I don't know what he does more than them. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I don't have, I, I have, I've seen like, you know, a decent amount of Twitter clips of the two UNC running backs. I don't have strong takes. So Keegan's going to, Keegan's going to carry us home right now. I'm learning that uh, I hate running backs now that we're doing <laughs> this. Like I just don't I like love, any of them. I love running backs. I don't know about this class, but I, I, running backs are, I mean, I played running back, running backs, my, my first love. I, I would love, uh, I'm know, going to kind of cycle back into being more run heavy. I don't know if he's available. Oh, he is. I think right here, not not to jump ahead, Go for but it. Um, one twenty. We're at I, Derek Barnes is the pick for me. Um, I know you right. said you don't do too too much about him. That's kind of your middle linebacker, um, an upgrade over Juwan Bentley. Similar kind of story was like a three year captain for them. Um, he's a he's an outside guy more than Bentley was, right? Like he yes. he played a little bit on the edge, but he's big enough to play in the middle. I think that's a that's a that's a decent pick for the value there. Um, I, I really like him. I think he's going to be a, a really good pick for somebody on day three. Can I, uh, can I make an argument to wait? If, sure. uh, yeah. So if we look at the top guys here, we have Derek Barnes, Dylan Moses, who we mentioned has to be on the pass radar. They pick again in two picks. If we go somewhere yeah. else, you guarantee one of them. I think we maybe go a different direction here. And then we just That's fine. We take Derek Barnes. If he somehow goes to the Raiders here, then we just take Dylan Moses. Fine. Right. on board with that. Yeah. Who, who were you thinking? I'm thinking maybe a running back here. Trey Sherman. It's like the, that, you know, mid round four. Um, yeah. I like Ramondre Stevenson a little bit. He is someone that I've seen a little bit of. Um, Kenneth Gainwell is, uh, you know, an interesting guy as well. And I like Trey Sermon too. I, I know like the, the idea that a lot of people have had have been third down backs, mm-hmm. but if you really kind of look at just the, the total of what the running back, what they have at running back right now, they've got Sony on a, I mean, he's gone after this year. They're not picking up the option. Yeah. Nope. Brandon Bolden's gone after this year. They're not going to re-sign a, a 32-year-old running back. They didn't. They never. They didn't re-sign Rex Burkhead. They need an. They need somebody who can carry I the ball. Rex Burkhead ends up back in like by like training camp, to be honest. But okay, he's but still working on the facility. They, they need that like that flex backup that Burkhead is, where right. he can change of pace. Yeah, you you bring him in and he's a change of pace, gives him a breather, and it doesn't like spell out what they're going to do. Whether yeah, Sherman's I mean, you, a little big bigger guy that I think Sermon heavy. is Sermon's a better option than Stevenson at that spot just because Stevenson's a hoss like he's bigger love, than Sermon is Trey yeah. Sermon's he put on weight at Ohio State and still like ran really hard obviously he got yep. hurt in that uh mm-hmm. national championship game I think that really hurt him I I like him his game um I think yeah, I really like Sermon RB4 as well. for me um just from what I've seen I like Trey Sherman here at 120 if we're going to go running back, okay. which I'm I think cool is with, the right place to take a running back, to yeah. be honest with you. I'm, I'm cool with Sherman. Um, if I had a vote, I would go Gainwell just because uh, – I, I don't scout the scout the player, not the element, but Memphis running backs have been on a tear. Yeah. Like it's year after, Gibson, year after year after year. pumping them out. Tony, Tony Pollard. Gibson, yeah. Tony Pollard. There's uh, Darrell Henderson. Doesn't, haven't, hasn't had quite that level of success, but still solid player. Noted uh, totally uh, Tony Pollard over – over Zeke guy, Ryan Kieran. Yeah, I mean, he, he, he's just more explosive. That's all there is to it. Um, so my vote would be Kenneth Gamewell, but I, I like Trey Sermon. I like taking uh, pedigree guys at running back, especially if they're slipping like this, because running yeah. back's a position that it, there there is a lot of nuance to it that I won't get into. But in general, you can kind of carry over. Like even if someone didn't have a great college career, if they were a top high school recruit, a lot of times they'll, they'll find some value in the NFL. So I'm cool with Trey Sermon. Hey, let's go with him. Just – Oh, sorry, wrong one. Just on this, Sean Wade is a safety. If somebody plays him at corner at the next level, he's gonna 
it's going to be a waste of a pick. He's a safety. So if, if you're looking for a corner, I, I don't think he's the guy. Uh, also, Odegazua goes in between. Fun fact, the my very first ever draft prospect watch was Oa Odegazua back in 2014. Uh, and, of course, because he was the first person I ever watched, I was in love with him and thought he was going to be a stud, and then he couldn't stay healthy, unfortunately. So shout out Osa. Hope he hope he has a good career. Um, but Derek Barnes doesn't go at one at one twenty one, so we're gonna take him at one twenty two, right? Lock yep, it in. I'm in for it. Yep. All right. Flying through this. Kobe Stevens goes at one twenty four. I think, Kyle I think here. Vikings. I think here we look corner. Um, obviously, you'd probably like to go a little early with the the uncertainty between your top two guys, but uh, I love to see if if uh, if Keith Taylor Jr. Out of uh, Washington's available here. Um, yep, oh, he there. is. That's it. That's the guy right there. He had a B senior senior bowl week. He's the pick for me at corner. I think he needs. The like Ryan was saying with Ryan was saying with Memphis running backs, Washington corners. It's just like you're guaranteed something. <laughs> like you don't Elijah know what Molden you're guaranteed. Too, yeah, Elijah Molden. Yeah, too. I mean, I they got a guy that. undrafted last year, Miles Bryant, who like played well, and he looks like he could probably take over that that slot role. So that John Jones um, role, yeah. Keith yeah, Taylor Jr. is a pick it. for me. If you if you're underwear, watch his Senior Bowl week. Uh, mature perimeter guy, a little bit longer. Um, I think that's a pretty good developmental. And and they 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 smash that corner position. They're they're um, you know uh, evaluation of that position has been knocked out of the park. I mean, look at J.C. Jackson, obviously undrafted. John Jones undrafted. Miles Brown undrafted. Um, I, so they I will say. Pick them. If you're looking for a guy who can take over for either Jackson or, or Gilmore, one of them's probably gone. I think Thomas is a better option. But if, if you like, if you're in love with Taylor Jr., then I would I would invite it. Also, this spot. quick side note: uh, I didn't even real, I didn't even, like had completely forgotten about Chuba Hubbard. What talk about someone who should have come out last year? That's that's a bummer. Um, yeah, I haven't seen either of these guys, so I'm unfortunately not going to be a tiebreaker if you guys are split here. The chat seems to be more in on Thomas than Taylor. We'll go um, Thomas then. We've been and, and I don't want to ruin your say, dream space. You said Thomas no, is cool. more of a you said Thomas is more of a boundary guy than a, and Taylor's more yeah, of a slot guy, right? Yeah. He's like a man cover uh, guy. Even though Michigan didn't run that defense, they let him kind of go out on an island, which I love because that's what they've done with Gilmore the past few years. So I think it's a better kind of scheme fit. Spags, you want to you want to fight for Taylor? Or you no, go let's Thomas? go. Let's go, right, Amory Thomas. Amory Thomas. Okay, I'm seeing a lot of he's a good zone corner. Doesn't play. They, they will so draft well. a Michigan guy too. They always do. Yeah. So that's the good zone corner who doesn't play. Who needs to work on man? Typically, is the guy Belichick won't touch. I try him. to stay from. Yeah, and Belichick does too. But round four, you're not finding too many like lockdown man guys anymore. So they'll just um, find them after because they're all, all their yeah, corners exactly. are undrafted. Exactly. Um, all right. So in between, we didn't even really review who went in between. Those picks. Um, Just some guy from Louisiana Tech that's going to come out little. and get like nine interceptions. Sorry, yeah. I couldn't help myself. Uh, Dylan Moses goes 140. Uh, Amir Smith Marset. That would we didn't end up going wide receiver yet, right? Yeah, we haven't gone wide receiver. That might have been a good place to take a look there. But off the I think board, this is a good uh, spot. Let's see. Kenneth Gamewell goes 150. We talked about him a little bit. We talked about Ramondre Stevenson a little bit. 152. Um, Des Fitzpatrick, Chuba, there's Chuba Hubbard again. Could have been like pushing for you know early round two last year. Has a I don't even know what he did this year to fall so hard. I don't know if he got hurt or what, but that's a that's a tough look. That's a good spot for the Bills. Uh, you know the 
the uh, the Jets ended up with one, the Dolphins ended up with one, and now the Bills ended up with one. So the whole whole AFC East has new running backs in in the mix now. Kylan Hill, JV and Hawkins. Either of you guys Hawkins fans? I know he has some some big draft Twitter love. He he's tiny too, like yeah, Atwell. He's just so he's, tiny. Yeah, both of them. I mean, that's Atwell's what Louisville, Louisville does. I was gonna say Atwell's a Louisville guy too, right? That's yeah, I mean, they even do it with their quarterbacks. Like the the kid after uh, Lamar Jackson was short, like. They kind of just get athletes from Florida, so mm-hmm. I don't hate it. If you come from Dade County and you play one running back or wide receiver, I'll take a shot. <laughs> All right, let's see. Let's, let's keep moving here. Uh, Khalil Herbert, I don't, I don't know anything about him, to be honest. He's another uh, tiny, like, third down change of pace guy. Yeah. A lot of those guys. Rashad Weaver has gotten a little bit of hype at 175 here. All right, we got a good – this, this is a good wide receiver spot. Or we got uh, – Got Daz, New- oh, no, Daz Newsom here, Sorry, Josh Palmer, Shai Smith, Josh. Not going to pronounce that last name. He he had a pretty good uh, pro day. I think Demetric Felton still lo- here. A lot of a Bro lot Powell. of uh, other draft sites are high on on Josh Palmer. Um, that's a guy who can separate. Had a really good Senior Bowl week. Just had terrible coaching and quarterback play at Tennessee. Um, I, I really like Daz Newsom here. I think that's a guy who can separate with his speed. Um, really good after the catch. I'm a big Shai Smith fan. I don't know a yeah. lot. Of, I don't know too much about. I know Cornell Powell, decent amount. I know Felton, yeah, decent amount. Another guy too. Shai. Um Spags, I'm willing to go Newsom here because that's your guy, and we overruled you on your guy last pick. I'm good with going Newsom right. here. Hey, yeah, Newsom's my guy too. So yeah. I think all three right. of us like that. There we go. Yeah, five eleven. Well, I mentioned. I, I wrote the profile on him for Pat's pulpit, and I mentioned Edelman a ton in it just because when you watch him, he's got that like crazy person on the field thing where he doesn't care about his own body. He'll just do whatever it takes. So I love it. I'm I'm with it. All right. Uh, the best name in the draft goes off the board right here, Rashad Bonaduce <laughs> Jr. Uh, Jamar Jefferson, any takes on him? No. All right, cool. Uh, now Jamie Newman ends up going to the Falcons. Nothing else too too interesting. Chris Evans, another running back, Captain America. Any talk? Any thoughts there? Um, you don't like Captain America? I'm a big Captain America. Guy. I don't like. I I love Chris Evans. I don't. I don't like Captain America though. Captain America is just he's he is Chris Evans. They embody each other. Now, he is uh, uh, whatever that dude's name is now in uh, Falcon Winter Soldier, and that guy stinks. That guy. Uh, oh. It's a tough look. It I is. won't spoil anything, but I mean, just look at his face and you know he stinks. Yeah, you know, tough to double dip here too, but uh, I don't know if he's available. I, I would love Jalen Darden here. I was gonna uh, say I'm kind of. I was gonna throw a double dipping at wide receiver here. Um, it kind of makes the room pretty deep. You, you I have, did a thread on Jalen Darden. That's a guy absolute. He had like twenty touchdowns this year. Like nine. He the only receiver had a better year than him was Devontae Smith. Obviously, he has the, the factor in the competition, but um, he has a division one record for most touchdowns by a wide receiver. Yeah, he's electric. Um, small school guy, obviously. And he came into college at like 140. Um, yep. and just I think he put on like 25, 30 pounds and still kept that inside. I don't know what he ran at this pro day, but that's a, a late round guy that can, you know, make an NFL team and make a difference, kind of like a Darnell Mooney last year. Yeah, um, he was a electric speed. He was, just, he, he was just, a track guy coming out of high school. I think he only played football his senior year. Uh, like, I think he won the state championship out of Dallas. Um, you know, the Texas state championship in track, and he got a scholarship a, to play. He's a big board guy, and I don't think we picked anybody on our big board yet. So I, I'm for, um, yep. for uh, Darden. 
Goldeneye, I was going to say the same thing. And uh, <laughs> luckily for the for the sake of Spags. Aguayo's going to save it. Aguayo's going to save uh, it. There is uh, – the draft network doesn't let you draft pickers. So – or don't let your – don't let people tell you that fifth round pick is smart for spending it on a kicker <laughs> it's because it's, it's like hunter is not a different the kickers, story 85% of the league is undrafted Justin yeah, Tucker is undrafted all right Hunter, uh, so I'm sorry every time you, you hit in in here Jalen Darden Jalen Darden if he's available let's see if he's uh yeah he's there all right I'm Dang. good with it I would have thrown out I would have thrown out again Shy Smith but Poor pretty Cornell, deep yeah. pretty pretty deep uh wide receiver room now the two rookies that we just brought in Obviously, you got uh, Kendrick Bourne, Nelson Aguilar, Nikhil, Jacoby. So, I like you know, I like Shai Smith, but I don't. I don't think there's a spot for him and Daz Newsom. They're very similar. That's, that's what I was saying in fair. general. But I missed him. At we have to take Jalen Darden. Yeah, and we went Darden. Uh, nothing to Josh Palmer ends up going off the board here, to the Texans. Where do we go here? We, we get two picks uh, left. Maybe uh, go if we want to go Bilicek, then Avery Williams is the pick. Best special teams player the, in the history. Of I was going to say, is that the special teams yeah. guy that? Yeah. All right, let's send it in right there. I'll send it in. <laughs> like, he's got nine return touchdowns, four like blocks, kicks ba- slash punts. Yeah, and he led the Mountain West in tackles all four years or all three years he played. So, yeah, easy pick there then. Uh, I mean, last... I'd round it out with Ben Mason here. <laughs> I know you guys wouldn't do that, but I'll do it. Hey, uh, Jakob Johnson's on a one-year deal, and that um, European restricted, whatever that is, where it doesn't yeah. count against your expires, right? It expires after this year, I believe, or it, it already expired. expired. He's like, already expired. Yeah, he's so, on the roster. Yeah, I mean, do you know how much they value the fullback now? That did they spend it on a third-round pick with Dalton Keene last year? That's yet to be seen. Uh, but <laughs> I wrote a, I wrote a whole profile on Ben Mason, and I got crucified in the comments. So I'm whoever going to be honest. Sorry to cut you off, Keegan. Um, That's right. can I, can I just like, this pick makes no sense given how we've gone tonight. There's a man in this draft named WAP Fillier. Can I please just take him? Can I please Dude, just WAP take him? Fillier is a baller. He's good. Like, triple triple dipping at a uh, wide receiver. I, please. You want to know why they call him WAP Fillier? Yes. So his name's Antonio, I believe. And his mom, when he was like seven years old, every day when she'd pick him up from school and drive him back, they'd drive by a Burger King and he would throw a fit until he bought him a Whopper. <laughs> And he ate a she she estimated that he ate a Whopper every day for three years. That's why they call him Whop. Holy, that's holy. All right. Uh, in, re- in reality, um, maybe a safety would make sense here. Is Caden Stearns available? I spell his name right. S T E R N S. C E R N. He's probably not. He's like a fifth round guy. Yeah, looks like he went off the board. All right. Um, could double dip at edge. Could get Sam What's- Ellinger. Another. Oh my god! Nice little QB tight end uh, hybrid prospect. Ian Book, um, Johnny Football 2.0. Did we look at the safety prospects that were available? Yeah, let's let's look at let's look at who's there. If no one stands out, the chat really wants Ben Mason. I think we give it to him unless someone stands out of safety here for you guys. I mean, we we haven't given them a pick yet. We haven't given them a pick. All right, let's give him Ben Mason. We'll give him Ben Mason. Is that Nick Pickett? Fuck it, send it in. Ben Mason. <laughs> <laughs> Anything interesting to try to finish this up? Carrie Angeline, I think I talked to you. You asked us about tight a, ends. You can't take a kicker, Pat. They don't let you on draft. Yeah, they don't let you take right. kicker. <laughs> right. 
Oh no, did this just freeze? No, that's just the last pick in the draft, I think. Yeah, but normally it uh you haven't made it yet. Shows you. Yeah, it froze. No. All right. Well, well, let's uh, let's let's fill this dead air and see if it fixes itself. Yeah, I was gonna say um, I was gonna say about Carrie Angeline. You asked yeah. us about our favorite tight ends. There are three guys that are like six seven, six eight, and just, they just look ridiculous playing football. But they all have like nine, ten touchdowns a year. He's one of those guys. Um, him, like Tony Poljohn, another guy. So I think those are all options because Bill does weird stuff. Oh, great. Massachusetts guy too. All right. Unfortunately. Uh, Noah Gray out of Duke, Massachusetts. Oh, right. Unfortunately, here it uh, it it seems to have frozen, so we can't just get a nice clean look at our picks. So we're gonna have to scroll through all of this here. Um, Sweet. Egan, do you want to? I know we've been we've been keeping track, so do you want to write this down as I go? Yes. Um, all right. So we'll just focus on the Patriots ones. Mac Jones was our pick at fifteen. Uh, hotly hotly debated. Spent a while on that one. Um, but ultimately, I do think if, if you like one of the five quarterbacks and one falls in your lap, that's probably the path you got to go. Um, Mac Jones was the pick at 15. Liam Eichenberg was the pick at 46. The offensive tackle out of Notre Dame. Um, and this kind of that those first two, the trade off there is, you know, the the two you could say most pressing needs of linebacker and wide receiver end up the, the value doesn't really end up being there in the next couple of rounds. So we, we had to kind of swing back to late round picks for that. But we take Ellerson Smith at 96, edge out of northern Iowa. And then we take Trey Sermon, the running back out of Ohio State, formerly Oklahoma, in case the name sounds familiar, you're trying to figure out why, at 120. Come back a couple picks later with Derek Barnes, the linebacker out of Purdue, at 122. Keep going here. Ambry Thomas is our third, fourth-round pick, cornerback out of Michigan. Number was that? Uh, 139. And then we got Daz Newsom, wide receiver out of North Carolina at 177, that potential Edelman replacement. Jalen Darnum, double-dipped on wide receivers at 188, wide receiver out of North Texas. Avery Williams, double-dipped at corner here, really a special teams ace, uh, cornerback out of Boise State at 197. And then we finish off the draft with the best fullback in college football history, Ben Mason, at uh, out of Michigan at 242. Double dip on the Michigan guys as well, uh, which has kind of been their pipeline lately after after the Rutgers stretch. Uh, and now that that's it. That's that our first seven round Patriots mock draft is in the books. Unfortunately, um, again, we don't get to kind of save it and see it see it all neat and clean here. I think there's something weird about when you have like a prospect search for and this ends up and then it's trying to finish. There's some just like a little weird bug in the code. I would agree, Studio Jim, very Belichickian draft. Not a whole lot to be super excited about, but probably a couple players in there that will end up being long-term fit. Obviously, you hope Mac Jones, you know, a stud quarterback. Um, if, if this was the draft on draft night, what are you guys coming away with as like a as a gen- general feeling, whether it's a grade well, I'm or not, I'm I'm oh, like yeah. you. I I hate the Mac Jones pick now. I can't believe I uh, <laughs> actually vouched for that. But um, don't I mean, make I'd, me. I'd be happy. At least they don't make me argue for it. Right. Hopefully they pick the right wide receivers this time. I like the tackle pick at 46. I think I can bring that's pretty good value there. That's probably my favorite pick. Um, but I mean, yeah, like you said, a very Belichickian like draft. Um, obviously next week we'll have some trade ups in there. Whether that's round one, we'll kind of feel out the board, see how things go, kind of. 
draft as th- this was kind of to yeah. our liking, maybe lean more towards yeah, next, next week. Next week we'll be trying to like we'll, we'll be trying to like accurately predict the draft, including trade up stuff like that. You know, it's funny because we say this is to our liking, but it's a very Belichickian draft at the same time. I was going to say, it's just to our liking, but I don't really like it all that much. I do like (laughs) a a CC plus. I think, again, you get positions that you kind of need to fill in, but you get it with guys that I'm not super excited about. Not super excited about Mac Jones. Not super excited about Liam Eikenberg. Um, I don't know anything about that, about Ellerson Smith. He seems like a Patriots guy. He he would be my my bet on draft night of like, oh, yeah, this is the guy that is going to really kind of hold up this. Yeah, like that night. Yeah. Oh, I'm, don't get me started. Um, but yeah, he would be kind of my bet as like the we look back in three years and it's like, oh, thank God they drafted Ellerson Smith out of this draft. I mean, uh, I think he's more of like a um, Trey Flowers than a Derek Rivers. Like he he doesn't weigh like eighty seven pounds and have no. It's more injuries. like oh, they'll they'll talk you into this was the best play. He's a you know second round talent. He's very raw. Like they kind of like right. they did when the Rivers picked Eric, him in. Eric Rivers was like, what? Like that was the, that was my heaviest draft year. I probably, I probably had like a hundred plus player big board that year. And he was like 15 for me. I was all in with Derek Rivers. He was a stud at Youngstown. And then he just immediately disintegrated his knees at the NFL level and gained like 40 pounds. They tried to That's make cool. him like a, a five tech instead of like a hybrid stand up edge. Um, but yeah, I'd give us like a C, C, C plus. You get some some interesting names in the middle rounds, but it's really nothing like super exciting. Give us uh, your grades if you guys are still in. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Send in your grades before we get out of here. We'll we'll look for I'll some throw you up there. Ian, what would you give it? Me. Yeah, if you're gonna grade it. B. Solid B. B. Yeah. Spags. Final grade here. If we were gonna Studio go. Studio Jim. What a guy. C plus. Yeah. C plus. C plus, and I was yeah, I said D plus. I was like, damn, no, C that's plus, tough. C plus. Yeah, I I think C C plus would be, um, which second round I would have gone. Uh, Ter- well, Terrace Marshall was off the board. Let me let's look at who was there. That's that's kind of thing. I would if if we had the benefit of hindsight there, I would have gone uh, Rashad Bateman at at fifteen, and then circled back to one of these linebackers. Um, a perfect world is for me is Rashad Bateman at 15 and uh, Baron Browning at 46. If we're talking wide receiver linebacker, um, yeah, I would give it like a C, uh, B for Bill, B minus, C plus. Yeah, it's, it's it's nothing to be super excited about, but you, you're probably getting a couple long term pieces out of that, which is in the draft is plenty you could ask for. I don't know if you guys watch Stanford's pro day, but Walker Little runs. The funniest run I've ever seen. He looks like Dwight from The Office. Like Josh Allen. Like Josh Allen. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Josh Allen's 40-yard 40, uh, 40 came up on the TL today. And <laughs> Have you seen the one where they lay over Moe's from The Office, like mm-hmm. running with him? Oh, phenomenal. All right, guys. I think that's going to do it for us tonight. Uh, you know, a little bit of a shorter ep- shorter show tonight. Um, hope you guys enjoyed that. We'll be back next Wednesday with uh, another seven round with Trey's. Again, we'll be predicting it'll be It'll be NFL Draft Eve. This was the penultimate penultimate episode of the Mock Draft Show. And don't forget, Thursday night uh, for round one, we are going to be doing a live show. So if you guys are have been enjoying this, even if you haven't been enjoying this, you just want to yell at us or you just want something to do because you're watching the draft alone because it's still a pandemic out there, do not forget. Um, just hang out. And we're going to be we're going to be hanging out. We're going to be having guests. We've got a pretty good guest list lined up. It's going to be a really chill thing. They're just going to hop in and out 10 minutes whenever whenever they get a chance. We'll talk what we think the Patriots are going to do. We'll talk you know, reactions from what the rest of the teams do. It'll be a fun night, just a second screen experience. 
Uh, so we hope you guys will hang out for us there. And either way, we'll see you next Wednesday night. Thanks, guys. And uh, oh, sorry, real quick, Golden Knight, we won't be doing a day two live show. We'll just 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 round one. Me and Ryan just don't have it in us. Sorry, yeah, guys. It's, uh, round one, you'll you'll see. Round one's going to be long enough. Uh, yep. But yeah, yeah. Thanks for hanging out, and we will see you out. See you on Wednesday.